0: Hey everyone, Pastor Todd with Pastor Eric here, and man, we are so glad to be together with you. It is official reopening weekend here at the chapel, and so we want to welcome uh, many of you that are gathered in multiple rooms across all three of our campuses, whether you're in Sandusky or Norwalk or Port Clinton, and of course, we also want to welcome many of you that may still be joining us online from home today we will be wrapping up our
1: message series that we've entitled Genuine. And we're looking at how to live out our faith on a daily basis. And we're gonna wrap up with Romans chapter 12, verses 14 and 21 today. But we really wanna look at verse 21 because that is the summary of what Paul is saying in this passage. And then we'll go back and look at some of those other verses in this passage. So I wanna read verse 21 to you. And it says this, Don't let evil
0: conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Yeah, so what we want to do during our time together is look at this verse in two parts, really. First, we want to take that first phrase and really consider how sometimes we let evil conquer us. And then we'll end our time together looking at how doing good always wins in the end. So let's look at that first phrase in verse 21. It it talks about
1: how we can allow evil to conquer us. Now, Paul will tell us in this passage a few different ways that we allow evil to conquer us, but I wanna look at two with you today. Uh, The first is found in verse 16 that says, don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. You see, at the heart of evil, Paul is saying, is pride. And Paul is saying that pride is acting and thinking in a way that we are better than other people. In other words, we say that we are the standard. And then we think other people should reach up to our standard and match that standard. It's the reason why we look down on other people who don't think like us or act like us or live like us or look like us. It's the reason why that we think people are less than when they don't reach to our level. And many of us don't think that we do that. In fact, we see pride in other people, but we rarely see it in ourselves. But let me tell you, it's there. And it lurks deeply in the recesses of our hearts. And whether you recognize it or not, pride will conquer you and will make you live in a way that separates you from God and separates you from other
0: people. Yeah, there's another way that that we allow evil to conquer us. And it's found in verse 19. Listen to what Paul says. He says, dear friends... Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. Paul's saying that when we seek revenge, we're letting evil conquer us because revenge is not ours to take. We can take revenge, but, but, but Paul's reminding us that God's really the only one that's truly qualified to judge rightly. We as human beings, we're imperfect and we can't always see things objectively. And ultimately, when, when we take revenge into our own hands, it's an, it's an evil act. Because at the end of verse 19, God explicitly says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back. So when you think about it, when we take revenge into our own hands, we're really saying that we don't trust God, that we don't think he'll do what he said, and that he will take care of revenge see, the path of pride and revenge, it's really, really
1: easy, and it comes naturally to us. But Paul is warning us, if we go down that path, we will be conquered by evil, that evil will have us in its grips, literally a pinnace to the ground, and we will live out of pride and revenge. I don't wanna live that way. I know you don't wanna live that way. Jesus doesn't want you to live that way. And that's why Paul says, again, in verse 21, don't let evil conquer you. But actually, you have the power to conquer evil. You have the power to pin evil to the ground. How do you do that? Paul says you do that by doing good. And in this passage, Paul gives us a few ways in which we can push back the evil by doing good. And we want to
0: give you two of those ways to do that. That's right. And one of the ways that Paul says we can conquer evil by doing good is actually how we respond even to our enemies. Mm. Verse 14, Paul says, Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Mm. Just like if we think about how we talked about revenge earlier, instead of, what would happen if instead of taking revenge, We sought to bless and even pray for our enemies. And later in verse 20, he takes it even a step further. You talk about doing good. He says in verse 20, Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. And he says, In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame upon their heads. So there is some revenge here uh, included but it's what I would call redemptive revenge. It's killing them with kindness. And so when we've been wounded, instead of doing what comes naturally to us, Mm -hmm. Paul's saying, do just the opposite. When we want to retaliate, when we want to seek revenge, the way that we overcome evil by doing good is by praying for and blessing those even that hurt us there's another way in which Paul tells
1: us to do good. And it's found in verse 15. And Paul says, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. In other words, Paul is saying, enter their world on their terms. We said before that pride is setting the standard and expecting everyone to come up to our level. What Paul is presenting here is a plan that eliminates the standard. It gets rid of it completely. In fact, Paul is saying, now we are able to meet people where they are at, to enter into their world and experience what they're experiencing. And in this verse, Paul gives us a litmus test by which we can look at and say, am I truly responding with good? So for instance, the first part is when people are happy, how do we respond? Think about that in your lives. When you hear someone receive good news or something happens for the good in their lives, how do you respond? If you're responding in a prideful way, you're responding with bitterness, envy, talking about them behind their backs, Paul says that kind of behavior which comes naturally to us, is evil. Instead, Paul says, when something happens that's good in someone else's lives, you know how we respond? We jump into their joy with them. Their good news becomes our good news. And really what we're doing is saying, I wanna be happy for you, just like I would want you to be happy for me. That's a way to respond with goodness. And then Paul goes on to say, how do we respond when someone's life is broken? When someone is to the point where they are weeping? If we are prideful, and this can happen often, and a lot Mm -hmm. of times it's subtle. When we respond with pride, oftentimes we don't enter into their sadness and we justify it because we say we're too busy. Mm -hmm. And there's another reason. The opposite happens when we say, hey, everything's going to be okay. And we give them cliche answers. Why do we do that? Because it makes us feel better about ourselves. We can check mark it off instead of actually looking that person in the eye and asking them what they need. We don't make it about ourselves because when we do, we're responding out of pride. The opposite is to respond with goodness. Paul says to weep with those who weep. You know what you do? Here's what you do. It's simple. You open up your heart and your lives to those who are weeping. You create a safe environment to where they can come and pour out their sorrow and pour out their struggles. And in doing so, when you enter in, in their weeping and struggling, what you're saying is your pain is my pain. Now, let me tell you, that does not come naturally. I know that. But let me tell you, our world wants it to happen. We want it to happen. How do I know that? Because remember how people uh, throughout our culture and throughout our world talk about the golden rule? We need to treat others the way you wanna be treated. Where does that come from? It comes from Jesus. It's the pinnacle of doing good. That's why uh, Jesus says, In Luke chapter 6, verse 31, do
0: to others as you would like them to do to you. And it's in this way that Paul's reminding us that's the way we overcome evil. We overcome evil by doing good because doing good in the end always wins. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? It's not easy. And yet... If we want to live out a genuine, authentic faith, this is what it calls for. And and Jesus is not asking you and I to do something that he did not first fully model himself. Think about it this way. When, when Jesus, who came to do the greatest of goods, is met with evil, he's rejected, he's ridiculed, he's Torture, does but does Jesus, does Jesus seek revenge and retaliation? No. Wow. And then he's crucified on a cross, the most evil of deaths, reserved for the most evil of men. And while Jesus is giving up his life, think about this. He does exactly what Paul tells us to do in Romans. He blesses and prays for his enemies. As they crucify him, he cries out, Father, forgive them, show them grace, for they don't even understand what they're doing. And then when, when Jesus is taken down off of the cross and he's put in a tomb and everyone thinks that evil has conquered good, three days later, Jesus rises from the grave and Jesus overcomes evil with the greatest of goods. And when you and I hold back revenge and give it over to God, when you and I resist pridefulness and treat others the way that we really want to be treated, we too will overcome evil by doing good because in the end, doing good always wins. Would you pray with me?
1: Father, we anchor our sense of goodness in your sense of goodness. And you displayed that sacrificially for us. To respond with pride and to respond with revenge is saying that we don't trust you and ultimately that's evil, but you give us a platform by which we can push against evil by doing good. Help us to entrust you with the revenge that we wanna take out on others. Help us to enter into people's world so that they feel validated and valued in how they feel and what they experience. What an opportunity we have even in our culture right now as Christ followers to respond in this way. What would that say to a world that is broken and hurting and needs hope? You, Jesus, are our hope. Help us to tap into that and live by pushing back evil, by doing good. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to the weeks ahead. Next week, Pastor Todd will be uh, giving a special message to Fathers and Father's Day, so make sure you're a part of that. And then I get to kick off a brand new message series the week after that called Don't Be Afraid. See you next time.